Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, good evening, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good whatever. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, knowing one's own Van Helsing. And with me is the practical and pragmatic gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve Parsons. Good evening. Mm. And also joining us tonight is Ira. The parascience team, the uh, real parapsychologist, Dylan Jones. Good evening. How are you, Ron? Good, good. So anyway, Steve, before I get into it, uh, and I want to address to all our listeners, of course, this show is brought to you by our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, who uh, help bring you the show with their $3 monthly support a month, which gives them access to over 40 different videos and other things. But anyway, uh, we did get a letter and we've been, we ask if it, you, you, if you do have a, a question for Steve, myself or uh, anything or a general question, we'll be happy to answer it. And if it's, you know, uh, we think someone else can get some information on it, we'll, we'll answer it on the mail, on the air. And, um, I did get a letter, and uh, I'm not going to answer. We're not going to answer it on the, on the air until uh, I pass it on to Steve because I want Steve to look at it. It's it's uh, it's right up his alley. So, anyways, what, but another I, complaint about me again, is it? No, no, no. This is a good one. Good one. This guy's got all your books. Join the ASAP, whatever the hell that is, and the uh, SPR and the MGY and the QBTY and all that stuff that you belong to. So anyways, uh, his name is Ben Wilson, and we want to thank you for the letter, and we will we will uh, answer this letter, uh, not today, of course, because I want Steve to uh, delve into it. Anyway, so uh, if you too have a letter, you can send it to me at anyghostproject.com, no, excuse me, anyghostproject at comcast.net, anyghostproject at comcast.net, or you can message us on uh, Ghost Chronicles International page or you can send it to parascience steve parsons i don't know what else you got uh, that's it well we could use the real parapsychologist as well we could use the real parapsychologist for yeah, what we can call it. upon his expertise no not for this letter because that's something you oh, no, not for the letter no but, no yeah future letters maybe huh sorry I, speculating just speculating i guess so i also do have one complaint for the real parapsychologist by the way uh people want to know when the hell the next tower of curious tales is coming did he die <laughs> or what that's the curious question i keep getting that all the time that's probably the most asked question in every mail i get whatever happened to the color of curious tales so i'll just leave that out there and let it go all right, so uh, Steve, uh, this is uh, someone you know very, very well, far more than I do. So what? Now, hang do? on, who are we talking about now? Ben, the teller of curious tales, or the real parapsychologist? 
the real parapsychologist to tell her curious tales and Ben. Right, moving on. Right. Okay. So, uh, without further ado, why don't you lead us off uh, with a uh, question? I, 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 what more can I add? Um, I've known this gentleman for a lot of years. Uh, we've mm -hmm. worked collaboratively on many projects. Um, I met him when he looked like a serial killer. Um, he still looks still does. like a serial killer. And um, he is a real parapsychologist, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, soon to be Dr. Dylan Jones. Oh, doctor. Good evening. How soon uh, is this doctor uh, thing coming? So I have to know when to call you doctor. I think it's a couple of years away yet. Oh, okay. I want I'll, to ask I'll, a question of um, Dylan. Yeah, because I'll be going by then anyways. So anyway, carry on. Yeah, you'll be you'll be gone. Yeah, yeah, mm. you'll be gone by then. Um, mm. Future co-host there, Dylan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll start each show with uh, a recording of him. Um, how's the book writing going and what's it about? The book writing is going at a nice little pace at the moment. As you know, Bridget and I are doing a book about the, uh, the ghosts of Savannah and the surrounding areas. Um, but we're looking at it from the perspective of a legacy. And that legacy is from um, how the houses and the places have been represented in the media and its effects upon, you know, um, the culture and the haunted heritage of Savannah. So it's not directly a sort of a, a typical gazetti, a guide of, of a, a typical book. So we're trying to take it in a different uh, direction to a lot of the other ghost books that have been written on Savannah. So we're, um, we're, we're about halfway through at the moment, I think. Okay. Now, there was some research done on how haunted places uh, affect people's beliefs on, on what they uh, experience. Uh, I, I think Steve's familiar with this. Uh, I'm sure he is, in fact. Uh, you got to take that kind of a, an approach to them? Um, no. Okay. Just curious. Well, that was that was a put me down answer. I guess it was, huh? That was a, that was a shut the up answer, wasn't it? It was a yes or no question. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're absolutely right, Ron. Uh, in fact, uh, some of the um, most recent work has been done by a, a group calling they call themselves kind of loosely the Ghost Gang. Um, it comprises many other parapsychologists, um, James Horan, um, and of course uh, our, our friend and colleague Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, and they've they've uh, done a number of studies that look at why buildings are haunted. Um, you know, is it is it something within the environment, the the lighting? the general ambiance is it something that's within the environment but not within the building so for example um, that would be one yeah um and other external factors that that lead to the development of i mean we're all familiar with sick building syndrome as well what they're developing is a, a hypothesis for haunted building syndrome hmm. uh, whereby you know a building gains a reputation based upon some aspect of 
the building rather than the people. Yeah, I I, uh, I find that intriguing because, you know, one of the things I do, of course, uh, which is probably not by, done by too many, is, is investigate places that I hear absolutely nothing about uh, just to see because you're starting off with with no stories, no uh, what do you call pre predetermined results, and uh, you know you, whatever you get, you get. So I I I I find that intriguing, and why that's why I do it. But uh, yeah, I, there's a lot to be said about the you know the the two aspects of ghost hunting, and 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 that of course is the environment and the psychology. Well. I'm a bit perplexed by your reasons for investigating. Now, I do advocate investigating a building that has no haunted history. Yes. Um, and we and we actively use those when we're doing the, simul, the simulated uh, investigation training um, sessions. Okay. Um, but the whole basis of an investigation is that somebody saw, heard, experienced something had something happened to them and you seek an answer to try to understand why they had that experience. Mm -hmm. I've never advocated for speculative ghost hunting, uh, going to a place simply because it looks kind of spooky because. Oh, you no, are, no, no. I, wait a minute. I don't say looks kind of spooky. I just well, said a place uh, that there's no report. You're being over defensive because I'm not attacking no. you. Okay. Um, because what you end up with, um, and there is a danger in doing that in the type of scenario that you advocate is that you front you are front loading um, a lot of the psychological aspects of the case or the potential case. But in terms of in practicing the techniques of investigating, so measuring, monitoring observing recording etc etc um then it's fine but you have no basis for doing that you have no witness account to compare that to so you are missing a large portion of a normal investigation exactly um, you're missing the psychology aspect of it but not the environmental well you you're not even missing you're missing actually more than even the psychology because you're no, not Yes, you are, because the whole reason for being there is that somebody had an experience. So you're no, actually no, that's, losing... that's the reason uh, wait, that wait, you... Wait, wait, let me finish. Yeah. Let okay. me finish. It's not psychology. It's physiology. Mm -hmm. Because many of the environmental aspects of a haunting are physiological or psychophysiological. You think that you've removed the psychology, but you've actually also thrown a lot of the physiological elements away as well because the environment interacts with um, people in more ways than just psychologically because the psychology is derived from the re physiological responses to stimuli and yes see but that's so you, the point you're, you're thrown missing. away even more than the psychology no that's the point you're missing because what you're looking for is the environmental factors. And therefore, for instance, uh, if you somebody will come to you, uh, I just bought a house, and, and you're not going to believe it, but I think it's haunted. Well, if 
you just bought a, a new house, by the way. I'm sorry, I should add that carry out a uh, new house so if you, you go in and you investigate before you hear this by the way if you there's a new house built you go in you investigate you take environmental measurements okay and you have those then someone comes in and say okay this i uh, you know i bought this house and i think it's haunted so then you go into the psychological effect of it but then you also if, see how it correlates with the environmental uh data that you've collected on this particular piece of property no, you're still you're still missing a large portion because what you've done is you've taken uh, yourself or a group of people in with the expectation of studying the um, no of measuring, not studying, measuring. <laughs> yeah, but There's why a difference, are they, my friend? Why are they there? Are they are they are they told we are going to conduct an environmental survey of? The I explained exactly why we're here. I says, I found this building. I want to take readings and see what we can get on this. Readings of what? Whatever we measured. Temperature, EMF, infrasound, whatever why you, we why, measured. So if you are measuring temperature, infrasound, EMF with mm -hmm. a group of people who are predominantly versed in the study of paranormal phenomena, which you are, their job you are, is, by the way, to measure from temperature. Stop interrupting for two seconds. No, no, because you won't give me an inch. I well, I won't because you're making a fundamental error. Only according to you. You have front loaded the psychology. All right, let's ask the real psychologist. The, let's the ask the real psychologist so we get a third point of view in here. Dylan, what, what's I'm your thoughts on this? I'm not a psychologist. Real parapsychologist. Carry on. What's, what's with the real bit? I, I don't know. That's what they call you down in uh, the Southern Tours. So we just carried no, that, 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 that's only That's only sort of an advertising thing down in yeah. Savannah. Just, but I'm not uh, a gold standard either, Dylan. Just suck it up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the yeah, tagline. I'm, um, I'm not really beyond. No, guess what? I'm not really bad what I, what I would say is that what, what I'm looking at, it, it comes back to some of what Steve was saying, is that I'm looking at the legacy places. There are a number of places in Savannah that have a haunted reputation, so people go there repeatedly to investigate it. A lot of those locations, when I've been looking at all the different books have been written, of how those stories and the accounts have varied over a number of years, where stories or accounts have become fabricated or embellished, and like Steve will probably back me up with the likes of Pembroke Castle. How when we filmed there back, what was it about 2013 or 14, Steve? How things have changed in terms of what's reported there. And what has that meant for the legacy of that building? And how has that legacy then affected or reached the investigative groups who go there and the way that they're behaving and the things that they're doing when they're there? Yeah, I understand what so you're what doing, but you're you're avoiding the questioning. Is is my? Uh, well, let me give you a well. Let me answer your question with a very simple analogy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm talking to the real uh, parapsychologist, not you, Steve. I'm sorry. Carry on, Dylan. No, you've lost me now. <laughs> He's got to avoid this at all times. You know that, Steve, right? He's a politician. <laughs> yeah, I know he is. <laughs> He's a copper. He's used to it. <laughs> anyway. I right, guess we're not going. You, let me give you a very simple analogy. Okay, go ahead. And then we can move on to the next question. Yeah, we'll move on to another subject. You're investigating why a car moves by taking the wheels off. 
and, and then looking at the and no, then looking no, at the no, rest of the car. No, that's a physical thing again. No, it's a physical no, thing again. No, no, you're not. You're not. You're missing something. The car's not moving. You can measure that. It's very simple. Oh, it's a bad analogy, Steve. There are much better ones than that one. Well, will you give me a better one? Then we can do the next question. No, let's go to another question because you and I got a bad heads all night on this thing. Because I I am absolutely positive that I am. And I am at, what I'm doing, and I'm sure the the um, yeah. And you're I'll sure tell you what, you I'll tell you what. Write a paper on it, submit it to peer review. I'll push uh-huh. it through to the journal, and we'll Uh-oh, see. Here we go. Here we'll we go. See, we'll see if it flies. See if it flies. Okay. Let's let's test it in the real world by peer review. Hmm. Interesting possibility. I like that. Uh, uh, there's a challenge. I write the, d- write, I do like write that. your write your hypothesis and methodology and and reasons and we'll we'll submit it for peer review and see if it flies. I'll get it. I'll get a peer review panel together. Oh, yeah, that that smells. I'll get a peer review panel together. No, 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 no. The person that writes the paper doesn't select the peer review. No, panel. no, no. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I'll get someone who's independent. I'll get someone it will who's be. independent. It will be. The panel no. will be the Society for Psychical Research. Okay. Anyway, let's move on because you and I are button heads on this and uh, it's it's pretty much kicking a dead. Well, off. the offer's there. If you want to put it. I know. It I, no, I think it's a great offer and, and I am seriously thinking about it. I am working on another project, though, which is I was hoping to have your help with, but that's, uh, we may have to put that off. But anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. So back to our good friend, what's his name? Dylan, yes. Uh, so Dylan, you, you deal with the media uh, and the paranormal, correct? The, how the shows? Yes. Okay. So here's another question that I have that's could cause some controversy. Um, I've noticed that uh, on on most of the shows, uh, they have a lot of haunted items. And of course, Steve has his share of haunted items and I have my share of haunted items that people have sent to us or given us because they believe they're haunted. The question is, and there are many, many museums and, and traveling museums and everything else of haunted items. What makes an item haunted is it the TV shows that that has caused this upring, or all of a sudden items becoming haunted for because people believe they are? No, that's a that's a bad way. I think there's a mixture of a number of things going on. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a media influence, um, but whether you can actually prove that the TV shows have caused it, um, because when we look back, there have been a selection of haunted items going back <laughs> since every time immemorial. Um, so there has always been an awareness. No doubt that the media culture has created a greater awareness through films like Annabelle, The Conjuring, uh, Child's Play, Dolls. There's a whole host of horror stories that go back. Yeah, I mean, there are literally loads. So, you know, they, they've always Megan. been around. You know, the horrors yeah. had a big collection. Um, and then there's, you know, every TV show nowadays, as you say, it seems to have a, a section on there where, or an episode revolving around a haunted item. And I think there's just been a, a new series which started yesterday called Repossessed. I was hoping oh, really? it was going to be the Leslie Nielsen film. 
um, yes, this, this new series has started. I've, I haven't seen an episode, admittedly, yet, um, but that's looking at haunted items. So you know, I think there's definitely going to be a, an influence, but I think the social media influence now is probably more prevalent than the TV shows. I think a lot of stock is put by a lot of people that they want to blame the TV shows for something. But what I'm finding out is that the ghost hunting groups, they're not watching them that much. Really? Mm. Oh, that's that's curious because I, I, I wasn't aware of that. I, I thought that everybody in there, uh, I certainly know that when most of the events that, that I do and, and Steve can attest to this, that a lot of the uh, uh, shows are influencing the way that people hunt and stuff and 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 they you ask if they've seen this and and they'll bring them up during during some of the tours and stuff don't you think so steve um no actually i'm going to side with dylan here because experience shows that what happens is people watch perhaps a series or two of um a show mm -hmm. and then they decide based upon that that they can go and do it themselves they set really? up their own groups and teams and then what happens is they then switch focus to social media um i've always said it's um oh, i said it must be 10 years ago now mm -hmm. um what happens is the shows light the fire light the you know they are the spark that lights the flame but it's social media that that sustains the burn because they very quickly get used to the formulaic presentation of the shows, you know, same shit, different location, and they switch off and they prefer to go and you know, compared to watching it on television to the excitement of doing it themselves and then sharing and gaining that experience, amplifying that experience on social media with others you see so much cooperation now, collaboration between uh, groups on social media going to one another's investigations with their own social media sort of uh, stream and mm. build up. It's uh, and they're not watching the shows. Um, you know, they watch the shows for the initial uh, excitement, ideas, and then right, we can do this. And that's the point they cast away from the show. And then they start, interestingly, they start to distance themselves from the shows. Um, and there were so, so many groups. Um, really? When Most Haunted was on, saying uh, they would uh, host a public event and they would always prefix the event by saying, oh, you know that show Most Haunted? Well, this is nothing like the show. And then they would parody the show by replicating everything the show did. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, but they 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 are verbally putting, you know, clear really? water between themselves and the shows. We are not like them shows. I'm not like Zach Bagans, but I'm now going to behave and act in every way like he does. So if you named, ask them to name the top 10 ghost hunters, uh, what's going to come up? I'm just curious. It will still be uh, Zach. Zach Biggins. Uh, Jason but, that, but that's that's only because you've just asked them a, a loaded question. Name me 10 
ghost hunters that you've heard about. I did not. That's not the phraseology I used. They will always oh, you, go. You even them. ask them what is who your most admired ghost hunters. Even if you do it, they're all going to come up TV stars for the most part. Well, People, actually, they don't because that that very question was posed on British social media. Uh, in fact, it's posed almost every year by a, 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 a social media a, a channel called Higgy Pop. And what you get is the top three or four places are are the inevitable television. Zach is always on it. Yvette Fielding usually appears on it. Then what you find um, increasingly are the social media ghost hunters, the steers. I appear on it fairly regularly. So does Kieran. So there is a sort of broader spread. It's not just all media. There's there's probably more social media than uh, mainstream, and then a smattering of the academic ghost hunters, the SPR ghost hunters. Um, but that's because you know we have we influence too by by virtue of the fact that we work with with the public um, and write books and make presentations. So we we do you know, have a, and plus associating people with our names gives them credibility by proxy. So, you know, they mention our names to try to say, well, I know Steve, or I know Kieran, or I know, and that's why our names appear on the list. But it isn't, it isn't as clear cut as you might think. The television shows, like I said, they light the flot. They they're, they're the spark that lights the fire. But what keeps the burn going is social media. It's far more nuanced than what people think it is. Even now, over the last couple of weeks, when I've been doing field research, the most haunted criticism, even though it's been off the television screens for a good few years now, is still brought up and emphasised. It's still trotted out. <laughs> We're not most haunted. And they tend to string out a few sentences of real stinging criticism um, about the way that that programme was conducted and the, the activities that they did on screen. Fascinating to listen to, but it's not clear cut. Well, that went very quiet. OK, we, I actually we'll have to come back. We're coming up to we're coming to the break shortly. So anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, International right here on Tojanet with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolek. Our special guest is Dylan Jones. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Log Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, YouTube can become a member. For a mere at three dollars a month, less than a cup of coffee, and uh, we thank those members for supporting the show and keeping it on the air. So, anyways, we have to take a break now, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event? 
book or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. first half of tonight's two-hour ghost chronicles double header this is the international edition with your host who is not new england's own van helsing the gold standard who is not the gold standard and the real parapsychologist who isn't the real parapsychologist i think Mm. i've made that point clear now i think so absolutely but uh it does happen uh, by the way, I, during the break, I was going through some of the some of the lists. Uh, yeah, the top ghost hunters from the world. Gosh darn it, they're all. Well, the Warrens should be yeah. on it. She's usually That's Zach the, the Warrens. You going to tell us? We're going to guess. What's that? I said, are you going to tell us or are you no, going to get No, Warrens didn't make it. They didn't make it? Wow. They must need a new conjuring. It was uh, Zach. The Amy Bruno. Uh, uh, Jason Hawes. Ghost Brother. Anyway. Uh, well, somebody's audio is cutting out tonight. I can't hear all of what you're saying. I don't know whether it's... Okay, drop. Yeah. Um, so I'll just I'll just return to uh, to our guest tonight, um, Dylan Jones, who's. Um, let's let's just go back on on on. Because your research is predominantly related, exclusively related to the media role in the. So how does film how does film play into um, the the way that people hunt for ghosts? I think film is one of those little interesting ones. It's it's like what you say. It's it's like the initial fire. 
that's very much what it like because it was for me as you know you know ghostbusters as a kid that was the fire that was what lit it for me um and i think there are other people kieran for example he was the same um and i think those are the little sparks that set you on a journey at the moment um what i'm picking up is that people watch the films not all the ghost hunters have watched the conjuring films though um a lot of them might be aware of them um but they're not as far as i can tell influenced on them by of a great deal what they do seem or what people seem to think though is that the way that those films portray the likes of the warrens was that was how things really happened so when you look at like the conjuring 2 about the enfield case many people especially particularly in the american um audiences are astounded about how little the warrens actually had to do with the case so it does color people's perceptions to a certain degree oh that's interesting the warrens uh we had uh on the next generation we had uh, one of the johnson brothers who uh originally got the conjuring case and he he spoke saying how the warren pretty much took over uh the case from them uh so yeah this but anyways carrying on i had to get my voice in there so they could test it <laughs> I, I i was i was actually uh, going to extrapolate the the question further by by rather than just um influencing people's interest in the subject um how is it influencing the methodology? Because in some movies, like, for example, Ghostbusters, which was, I think, one of the very first media portrayals associating academic parapsychology with the use of weird gadgetry in the form of the PKE meters and other other devices that they had. And then in Poltergeist, um, the, you know, the, the academic parapsychologist researchers arrived with, you know, tape recorders and cameras and so is there a, is the movie is the movie industry influencing the methodology that's being used in the hunt for phenomena at the moment i would say that it's not that it's certainly not from what i have been getting in feedback from the people of the groups that i've been with what i tend to find happening is that they're influenced by their peers so they are looking at what another investigator has perhaps bought, like the um, EMF tripwire, um, which I mentioned the other week. Um, I haven't seen that on a TV show yet. Um, so I think that's what they're doing. It's very peer-led. Um, so like you mentioned, media is influencing people, but they're also devising new and unique methodologies themselves and they're transferring that to each other are the methodologies actually unique though or are they this old old method old, old bits of its equipment old technology wrapped up in a new shell because you know if you if you dismantle a rem pod um and look at the circuitry or a k2 meter and examine the circuitry You'll find that same circuit has been stuffed into the uh, the rear end of cuddly toys. Um, it's been wrapped in three D printed uh, you know, coffins and music boxes. And if we if we look at uh, EVP, you know the Frank's box has evolved into these 
uh, well, look at Steve Huff's um, devices now, which is essentially the same thing, but adorned with crystals, coloured lights, and, you know, uh, some electronic trickery in the form of an echo chamber, which actually was incorporated into Frank Sumption's first device. But, you know, are we just seeing the same, you know, devices just dressed in fancy new clothes and then flogged off to the gullible? I think that I think you're completely right. But what it is that I think the investigators themselves perceive it as being unique and that there are they're at the forefront of you know pushing the boundaries. Um, and that's largely because many of them don't know the history of the field. They don't know what has gone before, who has gone before them. Um, they might know a few names, but you know, they're not aware of the practices and the procedures that people have tried in the past and what's worked and what hasn't. So they themselves see it as being new. Um, you know, I, I'm not the person to, to take the, these bits of equipment apart. I, I wouldn't know, you know, <laughs> the electronics from one end to the other. But, you know, that definitely they see it as being something which they're involved in, which is new and exciting. Is there a case here for looking at the marketing? Because, you know, a lot of this seems to be clever marketing. You know, the, the, oh, the manufacturers or the individuals, because there are these sort of cottage industries that make these devices. Um, and then they make claims that, you know, uh, you know, uh, how much is, is it media led? How much is it social media led or how much is it just marketing led? I mean, I think that would be, you know, a branch off for for somebody else to have a look at is, uh, you know, the, the sort of marketing of equipment in the ghost hunting field. I think it would be a fascinating um, project for somebody to look at, because undoubtedly, I think a lot of the groups I've been dealing with, um, you know, they, they buy their equipment, they, they, they get them from certain places, want to be associated with those places. Um, and you look at the marketing on some of the, the websites nowadays and, you know, it, it's very cleverly done. They know who they're aiming their product at. Um, and the costs are absolutely astounding when you think what people are paying for some of these items. Well, not just astounding when what people pay. I mean, it's I mean, it's a little exercise some months ago. I worked out how much it would cost to make one of these. You know, it's easy enough to um on Amazon and how much is that resistor and that LED and that box and some 3D printing wire and factor mm. in a couple of hours of time and you're talking 20 bucks for you know yeah. something you know something that's even you know, relatively complex and then they you see those devices six seven eight nine hundred dollars um, mm -hmm. and it's the same with app development now as well it, it doesn't take a great deal of money a little bit of time to develop an app um, and you know there are an awful lot of ghost hunting targeted apps out there as well but you know all of these developers are using um, whether they're selling hard equipment or an app they are you know using the same channels aren't they they're using the same they're reaching out onto social media they're giving them to social media groups uh, groups who have prominent video 
um, YouTube channels and giving it to them to use because they know that they will go back onto their YouTube or onto their Facebook and say, hey, look, we've got astounding proof of the paranormal using this you know we are we are excited to be developing a new experiment using this piece of equipment that we are the only ones we have product number zero zero two so they are using the media aren't they almost definitely yeah um but it's very difficult to gauge an exact idea of much is influencing across the board um you know, I'm hoping that will come out. You know, I've still got another 18 months to go yet. Um, you know, I've still got lots of interviews to do um, and lots of sort of a data analysis to have a look at that hopefully will start to to provide a clearer picture overall about what's actually happening. Ron? Yeah. Oh, I'm just making sure your voice was still working. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, I, I was uh, just perusing uh, the top paranormal investigators in the world. I was do you, fascinated. Want to run, do you want to run that list again? Because you were breaking up when you first ran it before. No, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Cause I, I did the search from now. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I did the search on um, Google and I put it in the world's best ghost hunters, the world's top ghost hunters, the world's top paranormal investigators. And they all come up with TV show ghost hunters. It, it's ridiculous. Even in Wikipedia, I mean, Wikipedia is, is probably the biggest joke because there's like, uh, I, you look at some of the names that are on there and you say, oh my God, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, just, it's just irritating, I guess, more than anything. I mean, there are some serious paranormal investigators out there and this is what we're getting is uh, TV stars instead. So whatever. Well, I, it depends on the metric. Um, of of the of the site, right? I saw you. I saw your Icky Pop one, uh, which I, I assume is a is a uh, UK based poll somewhere. Yeah, he's based in the UK. Yeah, yeah, because it's you. Because I know that a lot of people, you know, honest to God, Harry Price is not that famous over here. Excuse me, <laughs> as he was in the UK, especially if if you go all the way back to the early days of Most Haunted. And you brought up the name Harry Price over here. Uh, so you're talking only the, the, the two top paranormal shows at the time, uh, Ghost Hunters and, and Most Haunted. And, and people in the, in the States, you know, the majority of them didn't even know to who the hell Harry Price was. Well, that's not surprising because, you know, as, I, as I've found out from firsthand experience, there are quite a number of Americans that don't know where England is. <laughs> There are, some, there are some Americans who don't know where the states are. <laughs> they don't so, know that. So, you know, they don't we, know we, that. Wait a minute. They don't know that North Dakota is above South Dakota. <laughs> so I think I think you know I think we have to you know uh, allow a little leeway for that one. But yeah. depending on how you set your metric, if you say who is the world's best ghost hunter, mm-hmm. well, by what definition? best well-known exactly yeah. best at producing scientific papers best at catching ghosts best at you know there are so many variables in those questions that that it can come out you know in a thousand different ways yeah um you know and then you look down at the bottom of the list and you see who they're promoting <laughs> That's um, true, or, or in which publication you know who's yeah. it, it's often based on um you know you often see um 
the popularity of investigators rising when they have a current TV series. Yeah, or, that's the funny part. I looked at one list, right? And it was all these ghost uh, TV ghost hunters on uh, the Travel Channel. And I looked at the bottom of the list sponsored by the Travel Channel. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But, you know, I mean, I am so envious of you <clears throat> being a member of the SPR because to me, that's well, you can join probably too. The, the, no, well, it's I can and I can't. Um, no, you can. Any anybody in the world, any listening to this show, can join the Society for Psychical Research. It is not a closed shop. You do not have to be academic. You don't have to be British. You don't have to be. You just have to want to become a member. Then you go online to www.spr.ac.uk. And you fill in a membership form and you pay your money and you're a member and you have access to all of the resources. You have access to the library. You have access to the webinars. You have access to the to vote. The problem the, is how many people the, take advantage of all that, Steve? How many join just for the name to say, oh, I'm a member of the SPR? You know, that's uh, well, we have the, the sad part about the it. SPR, uh, uh, the SPR and ASAP. Uh, the mm -hmm. Ghost Club is slightly different, right? But the SPR and ASAP have members throughout the world, mm -hmm. and there are probably as many Americans in the SPR as there are Brits in the SPR. And when we have our most of the meetings and webinars and events are now held online via Zoom, mm -hmm. and when you look at the attendance, there are people from Seattle, California, yep. New England. The southern states, uh, New Zealand, Australia, yeah. Germany, Denmark, Sweden. Yeah. Can I just say that at the, at the moment, um, the SPR is the only option they've got because there isn't an ASPR anymore. No, the American one is not around. We know that. Yeah. Mm. But you can buy the building. Yeah, you can if you want. So, so I mean, we do have you, the Rhine for, for, for which again has an open membership policy. The Rhine yes. uh, Center has an open membership policy. Mm -hmm. um, so there is no reason for you or anyone else to be jealous that I'm a member and that Dylan's a member because the only thing that's stopping you being a member is you. Yes, but how many? I assume, I mean, you, Steve, especially are involved in, 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 you know, spontaneous cases. You're actually doing the, the proper uh, investigations, the uh, collecting the evidence, putting it up for peer review. I mean, you're doing the, the that's not, it's not being done. Yeah, but that doesn't, that's got nothing to do with me being a member of the SPR. I can be, you know. Oh, I understand uh, that. I'm, not, I'm talking about your involvement in the SBI, I guess, more than that. SBR is a, is a great organization. Um, you know, the Rhine, the Rhine is not like the S, SBR. I, I don't feel anyways. I, I think it's the SBR is more uh, consumer involved. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Whereas more, the Rhine is more of an educational uh, both, uh, both, in fact, uh, ASAP, SPR, and the Rhine are all educational charities. There isn't really, there is, isn't really a deal. How much research them. is being done by the Rhine nowadays? Uh, a substantial amount. Is there really? Yep, as is a substantial amount by the SPR. The one that isn't doing a substantial amount at the moment 
answer. Is is that that because they focus on uh, investigation and research rather than uh, you know the sort of educational side of of uh, the the phenomena of the study? So you would have the SPR who fund research um uh by my, by way of research grants and there is no limit if you live in america and you want funding uh, then you submit your application and if it's a, a good application they will fund it mm-hmm. and the rhine does a similar thing asap will but its main focus at the moment is uh on uh actual hands-on investigation and right. uh, research but they will fund you too. So if you have a good project, if any of our listeners have uh, a project idea and they think, well, if I had a couple of thousand dollars, you know, if you're a member, uh, you can submit a research grant application. It's not complicated mm-hmm. um, and they will fund it. Interesting. Now, uh, I think as our show, Ghost Chronicles, Steve, you and myself, we should see if we can get some of the research that is being done by the Rhine, by the SBR or even ASAP. And, uh, you know, bring, you talk about peer review. Well, this would be a, a good opportunity for people to come up and discuss their research and have it reviewed by uh, no, people that are no, no, that, Well, there are two reasons why that wouldn't work. One, it's not peer review. And secondly, most review, uh, most research projects don't report until the end and for for reasons of data protection witness uh whatever okay. all right yeah, so enough. they wouldn't report uh, you could ask them how is it going on at the end or what do you plan to do at the beginning well, but, what about what about the projects bit, that have been completed well that's perfectly acceptable yeah. um so I, so I think we should look into that more. And Dylan, what do you so think of that? You wouldn't get people, you know, people will happily talk about what they want to do or what mm-hmm. they've done, but not what they're doing because yeah, I understand there, are, totally. there are some difficulties there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've had Cal on with his research on the the, mm-hmm. thing, the floating, whatever the heck that is. Yeah. Yeah. The skin melter or whatever. Uh, but, you know, we... we I'd love to have more people in that type of projects. I mean, uh, what was that other one that oh, we tried to get on a while ago that uh, they ended up in Spain? Uh, that was a seance oh, project. Or some you mean sort. the skull? The skull? Yeah, skull. Yes, yes. Because people have asked I mean, me about D- that. Dylan is, is uh, and we've had Anne on the show as well, um, talking about her work, um, mm-hmm. her PhD on EVP. But mm-hmm. Dylan is a good example. You know, we've asked him several questions and the, the answers show um, why it's difficult in the middle because the data sets aren't complete yet. And Dylan's saying, well, you know, I can't answer that properly yet, but there are suggestions that it could do this or that, and I still need to do further work. And so it's it's kind of a, you know, when they finish it, then drag them on and that's perfect. Or yeah, at the start before they, you know, while they're saying, I'm going, I would like to do this, then again, why do you want to do it? What do you hope to gain from it? Mm-hmm. Right. So Dylan, what's your thoughts on this? Should we get more of these projects that have been completed and, and, and uh, people involved in them and, and talk 
you know, discuss the projects and, and you know, to get more excitement involved in paranormal research? I think it's great you know, to try and get out there and get people who have done the research, um, who are working out there to come and discuss what they're doing. Um, the groups that I'm with and spending time with are actually, they say that they're really interested in finding out more. Um, their problem is how do they access it? And I know this is something that Steve has brought up on a number of occasions before that, you know, the, the academic field doesn't really promote itself in the right way. It's it's a bit of, it feels like a bit of a closed shop to people from the outside. So I think if we've got means of giving people the opportunity to present what they're doing to the lay audience, I think that is to be applauded. And I know Ask will be doing a series of um, weekly lectures, which you know Steve has been a part of. I've done one. Anne's done one. And, you know, we need more of that. Right. I, th I think what we need is a, a TV show for research, <laughs> and then it'll be popular. <laughs> I've just jumped in there. I don't know if you um, you are doing one for us, aren't you, Ron? Uh, not that I know. Of. Uh, you've just well, you know about it now. Yeah, but I have not been contacted. So no, no, not officially. Well, you have because I'm on the executive. So yes, you oh, okay. are. You, they will. The, the secretary will reach out. Yeah, you tell me day. that. I have not been reached out to as of yet. Anyway. Yeah, but you are going to do one. So. Yeah, I told you I would. And so anyway, all right, we are winding down to the end of the show. So Dylan, uh, you know, you got stuck in the middle of all this. Uh, so. Uh, What's happening with you? What's going on uh, in your research? I mean, is, is it, it, you said you still got a couple more years. Uh, how do you know when it's time to wrap it up? That's a really good question. I think when you start to get to a point where the data is, is repetitive from a number of different sources, so people are telling you exactly the same thing, you're not picking okay. up anything new. Um, so I think I've got about another six to eight months of the data gathering to go. Um, and then I'll be knuckling down to do the analysis over the, the following 12 months after that. So technically I've got about two years, two and a half years to do, but I'd like to get it wrapped up in 18 months if I can. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. The amount of time you have to devote to it, although it is for a, uh, PhD, right? Oh, no, a doctor. Yeah. 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 So that's that's excellent. So we wish you the, the best of luck with that. Uh, so you. do you know anything about the Teller Curious Tales, Dylan? I, I was just curious. I, just... <laughs> I do know him. I, I heard you. I heard you know. I heard you know the guy. I do know him. I'll, I'll have a word with him and see what, what his commitments are like at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you do that. Because he, he has got a, new, a better microphone than Dylan. <laughs> he's 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 well loved in the. Uh, he's incredibly well loved, actually. Yes. Because he doesn't. He isn't just a, a, you know a star on Ghost Chronicles Radio. He was also a star on West Files Radio. There you go. So. Well, largely. I'll do my best here in and see what, see what his commitments are. Because he's right, lovely we are... Welsh accent. We're down to the end of the show, so we do have to wrap it up. Dylan, uh, if people want to get a hold of you and uh, find out more about your research uh, and find out more about Dylan Jones, how can they do that? Um, they can do it at theghosthunter.co.uk or they can follow me on Twitter at UK Ghost Hunter DJ. Mm -hmm. 
You're not you're not on uh, Twitter. I mean, not Twitter. Uh, what's that one that they all go dancing on? Top tick. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Good Lord. You should be on that. Yeah. You've got an OnlyFans. Not friendly. Mm. Anyway, all right, Dylan. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, today's show is brought thank to you. you. You've been what? You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on TojiNet. Brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, two eighty six Merrick Street, Bethune, Massachusetts. The Glant Messier Family Law Group, fifteen High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. And our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. We we have added a new feature now uh, called. Hmm, did you know that? Anyway. So uh, that's for all our exclusively for our Patreon listeners. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Steve, thank you so much. You gave me a good idea on that uh, uh, that thing I was talking about, uh, whatever the heck it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, great, great idea. Steve, anything coming up with you? No, it's surprisingly quiet week. Okay, and if they want to get a hold of Steve, they can certainly reach him. Uh, and what's your uh, web address? Um, I'm so reachable nowadays. Just just put your hands on the table and just think of me. Or you can find me on any social media channel. And my Steve, own fan page. Steve Passage, right? Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.